Hey guys, um, I kind of switched things up today. We're going to open on a little bit more of a serious note here uh, because a dear friend of mine, a longtime friend, I would say one of my best friends and probably became a good friend of you guys's, has a major issue right now. I've got Brendan here. Uh, we've kind of convened and came together because this is a time of need for our good friend John Cheedy and, and we've got to do something about it. I mean, we're, we're pretty much fed up with what's going on. It's true. It's true. I've been asked here to be uh, a mediator between the two parties. Mediator. And, right. And uh, <laughs> I'm going to be trying to be impartial the best I can and uh, get to the bottom of this and hopefully let everybody know just how we feel. This is this this is all about getting our feelings out. But more importantly, it's about it's not about John. It's about me. It's about how I feel about right. moving forward. And I want to feel comfortable. He has a fucking... I'm going to turn my cell phone off here. Jeez. You're a fucking amateur. Um... <laughs> Yeah, this is uh so yeah, without without further ado, we're gonna signal John in here, get get him in here. What's up, man? What's going on, guys? How's it going? Why don't you take a seat? <laughs> take a seat. Why don't you take this a seat? Chris right Hansen. What are um, we doing? What's going on? Alright, cause this is you guys making me wait upstairs while you start recording shit. First off, right. I don't feel comfortable with that shit at all. Well get that grin off your face, because this is serious, alright? <laughs> I'm 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 almost in tears here. Alright. You have a problem, okay? No, I don't. And I and and I, I hate to say this, but we're hosting an intervention for you, all right? And we're <laughs> on the air, dude. This, yes, this on is the airwaves. Yes, we need the, we need impartiality. And this isn't going to be right. like your cupcake intervention. Like I'm intervening the fuck out of you right now. I'm giving you a hard intervention. <laughs> you're, wearing, you're, good, you're wearing your intervention pants. Yeah, you're, this is inter, Amelia Clark. All right. Oh Jesus! She, is this what this is about? This is exactly what it's this not is about. Even a big deal. You should have seen this coming, honestly. <laughs> oh God! All right. Now. She's hot. We all get it. She's awesome. Everyone loves. Oh wow, Donnie J is on the TV. Now. <laughs> um, Army Navy. But um, but yeah, you know we all get it. You know, but like you're taking it to to an outrageous level. Wait, so it's not hurting anybody. Who's it hurting? Uh, if that restraining order wasn't filed, you might. have There's heard no it. restraining order. Uh, there, There's no uh, all these jokes about restraining orders. Amelia Clark doesn't even know me. There may or may right. not be a restraining if, order. If anything, I wish there was an order that made her have to be within 100 feet of me. That's what I would prefer. John, John, we're here because we we despise? Despise? Want to destroy him, maybe. Destroy it. it, it we want to emotionally crush you. Yes. It's impossible. It's impossible. Under the weight of your shame for uh, liking that dragon post. Listen, Amelia Clark is a beautiful woman. Agreed. And if you, yeah, well, there you go. No, we're talking agreed. how I do it. No, because you're talking about sucking toes, okay? <laughs> you're, you're talking about... <laughs> You're talking about winter. You're talking about winter coming left and right. You know this. This isn't just about her being beautiful. Okay, this is about, oh, this is about you becoming a danger to society Suck over Amelia Clark. Okay, this now listen. Now I just got the record to show though that I've never actually listen. It doesn't bother anyone, and our ratings never been higher. All right, so I, one could one could discern. That my Amelia Clark toe sucking is what's driving up our ratings. <laughs> Listen, okay. The important part about the intervention is you got to let us finish, okay? Okay. Okay. We're we're building a wall here, and Amelia is paying for it. Okay. <laughs> so I'm gonna start off. We got some quotes together from some love from some loved ones. Okay? Oh shit! Some Who loved, said you quotes? Some loved listeners. Uh, this one's from Josh Rahill. Okay? Good friend of the podcast. He says Amelia not having a restraining order on him yet is the eighth wonder of the world. <laughs> He he then proceeds like to that. say later on in the in the conversation, LMAO, the one episode where he's like, Yeah, I saw a shadow in Amelia's photo and I need to know who the fuck it is. <laughs> had me dying. Kids getting angry at fucking shadows. <laughs> yeah, but what did it have him doing? Dying. 
See, that's what our podcast is all about. It's about creating laughter. It's about John, finding John, out gotta, who that gotta, fucking shadow is. You gotta let our is. listeners finish, man. You, okay, gotta, let, okay. you gotta let them finish. All right, this one is... You, you keep doing that. I'm gonna be on Instagram. I'm an Emilia Clark fan. <laughs> I need, I need the meteor. Get his phone meteor. out. Yeah, get his phone out of his hands. Get that kid's... Put it in my pocket. I'll put it, it out of Get that out of here. This one's actually kind of encouraging. This one's from Rob Gallick. Oh, wow. Good um, friend of the podcast. He says, after watching through five episodes... I will not be submitting into the intervention. Khaleesi and her perky titties are worth obsessing over. <laughs> Why did you pick that one? <laughs> because, dude, you, listen, RG. I thought you were trying to build a wall and Amelia's going to pay for it. Yeah, this is clearly listen, building, not building a wall. No, there's, we're going we're gonna to dig deep. We're going to oh, intervene. RG in is, feelings. Rob Gow's 100% correct. You, let me tell you something. Episode one, when her brother busts out her titties, Wow, that's when I knew. First of all, that sentence when her brother busts out her titties is just absurd. Yeah, but then he leaves the scene, and then it's just her in all of her glory. Dude, she was like 14 at that point, dude. No, she, Amelia Clark in was? In the story, no. No, Daenerys Targaryen was. Amelia Clark wasn't, yeah, though. Yeah, now we're, now we're going past restraining orders. Now you're going to get protect, child protective services listen, going on. Listen, listen. It's Well, I've watched, a, listen, okay, Pornhub, none of them are MILFs. None of them have kids. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let, let us finish. It, it let us finish. okay. He is Catholic. This, this one is from a loved one, Dan Dillon. Oh, Loved very, listener. Very loved. <clears throat> my, my buddy. My baby boy. My baby boy. My sweet prince. Quote, honestly, it's creepy as shit. He talks about her, how I imagine serial killers talk to themselves in their mom's basement about their next target. <laughs> <laughs> I've seriously contemplated getting myself a restraining order on him for her. But my lawyer said I couldn't afford the legal fees. No, end and, quote. And I would, and he knows it. I will drag his ass in court. So, so those legal fees are gonna go on. Yeah. For years. So he knows he knows better than to cross me because I I'm good at I'm good at legal shit. I got Peter Francis Tracy's on my back, and <laughs> Peter Francis PFG. <laughs> All right, <clears throat> next one. Speed. This one is from another loved listener, Brett Strelchak. Shout out. Quote, just let him know I feel uncomfortable listening at work. And last week when he developed an alternate reality <laughs> where he hated all of her boyfriends, I was mystified. End quote. Oh, God. I mean, John- Created an alternate reality in the word mystified. It's hard to argue with. That's pretty funny. That's great stuff. I mean, are you seeing the problems here? This wall is getting built. We're building a wall. No, right? dude. I as the mitigator, let me say. You're having psychic breaks now. Yeah, there we go. We're breaking them down. We're breaking them down. There's no way I would ever... Like, it's... This one, another right. love listener, Matt Rooney, from the Moose and Runes podcast. All right, well, let the record show that he won the Culver's gift card. He did. So you better tread lightly. <laughs> <laughs> he did. Uh, <clears throat> he said, and I'm paraphrasing here, but basically what he kept getting back to was how Danny's the mother of dragons, and yeah. you don't want to be messing around with any single moms. Oh, especially true. three kids. Especially single moms whose three kid, kids are dragons. Yeah. So you know if they walk in on you and you're on top of the mother of dragons, like you're getting you're getting burnt up, probably yeah. died, you know, <laughs> eaten. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. Yeah. That's an interesting. That's an interesting take. That's a good way to look at it. You know. Would you look at it? <laughs> would, would you just look at that? That's you, an interesting one. You that's don't an wanna, interesting you don't one. Get... I think though, they, or they would respect me because of how hard I'm. How good! Restraining <laughs> 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 order. See, this is the Just problem. How good I am. These are the problems here. This, this is the problem. Just, she's, okay. she's loving it. Okay, you gotta, okay, you gotta let us finish. Let All us right. finish. 
<laughs> so you care this, a heck of a lot about you. These, these are just a bunch of people who care a heck of a lot about you, right? Okay. Um, so this one's from Nura Wilkinson, wind off the Detroit, Detroit. fan base. We're getting Little Caesars later. Um, she goes... You're going to end up like the 50-year-old virgin if you keep creeping on Amelia. So cut your shit. Wow. Well, joke's on her. I've had sex, so I'm not going to be uh, a virgin. Congrats on the sex. Bro. Well, just spitting facts. I condolences. I've, had, I've done it three times. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, I've, had, I've had a three-peat. I've had three sex. This, this, this one's from me. Okay, you got a lot of finish. Right, finish. This, one's, this one's from me. You're you're acting like a crackhead who got a hold of the wrong stuff. <laughs> no, I'm on the good sauce. And then, okay, you got a little finish. She's got good. She's got a good. She's, <laughs> okay. If Amelia Clark is not crack, she is. Uh, she's got a she's nice got crack. crack. She's got a nice crack. Right. All right, but you got a little finish. Why don't you take a seat? Right. All right take right. a seat. Take, take a, seat. a seat on the All leather right. casting couch. And this one's saving the best for last year. This one is from a girlfriend of the pod. Sarah Walden. Okay, well now this starts. Just, this is now you're just you're just kissing ass at this point. All right, best well, saving the best for last. He okay, says. okay. Well, you gotta let us finish. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you gotta let us finish. So she says, and this is a poem. So this one's actually. Oh wow! This is a good note to end on. Child for Sheedy. Asking Amelia out makes you look super needy. Your haircut looks super fly. But that doesn't mean that you can be a creepy guy. <laughs> Stop asking for a dinner and a date. It's just not your fate. Wow. You keep saying you'll lick her toes. <laughs> for goodness sake, man, get some other hoes. <laughs> wow. Beautiful. We love you so You got to let us finish. We love you so much. This intervention may just be the right touch. You to get To get you over Amelia Clark, you need a new spark. A new fire, flame, a muse. Anyone but Amelia, you can choose. Oh wow, that ah, is very go. well written. So yeah, you know that's that's nice how poem. much people care about. They care a heck of a lot about you. Everyone here cares a heck of a lot about me, which is nice. But um, I'll just have you guys know that I, I'm I'm really stuck on that Amelia Clark uh, sauce, dude. Just how about this? How about this? How about you just this episode? How about you just try? to just take a step back. Just take a seat. Take a Amelia step back Clark. from Amelia. Yeah, just yeah. You know, <sighs> All right, this one episode. Just one. Since you got all these quotes and yeah. all these people were kind enough to give that information, except Gallic, I agree with. I'm going to say he, he gave <laughs> the best quote. Those perky, you know, large B's, small C's really get me going. Uh, <laughs> and uh, but since you probably like Sarah to that up too, and like, Rooney, order, yeah. uh, Moose and Runes, and all them, and, and Nora were nice enough to send poems and quotes, then this episode alone, I will try to control my Amelia Clark obsession. Got a deal? Deal. Then I declare you literally intravenous. All right. Let's get it. Hey, guys. Um, now, on a lighter note, that was some pretty heavy stuff. I don't know. Right? I felt double-crossed a little bit. I mean, you should. It, I got high-load. It was, it was an intervention. You know? I will switch a rude in my own house. I was told I couldn't go in a room. <laughs> on my own, on my podcast, I own 49% of the shares. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm majority stakeholder, so. Yeah. yeah you did, you did uh, get that 51. <laughs> but yeah, that was good. We, I feel like we built the wall successfully. You know? Yeah, I'm going to be a good boy this episode okay. about Amelia. I'm Amelia gonna... paid for it. It's fine. She's got money. going to be honest, not so... Not so, uh, don't have a lot of faith in the stability of that wall that you just built. Uh, I'll be fine. Yeah, for this episode, 
Chris has a squirt bottle. If I step out of line, he's going to hit me. Yeah, exactly. With that sauce. Um, so we're, we're watching the Army-Navy game. Right yeah. Now. Army just went up 7 nothing. Had an amazing first drive. Who do you root for in this game? No one, right? You uh, want to America. America, right? Yeah, well, you know, I mean, if you're gambling, like, I threw some money on Army, so it's okay. fine. Everything's all right. Everything's all right. That's what you're looking for is that 7 nothing's nice for you then. Yeah. 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 What if it was, like, America's Army versus, like, Iraq's Navy? <laughs> now we're talking. Seven. Now we're talking. Then we're talking. I mean, now we're talking. There's gonna be implications. Bombs on the field <laughs> yeah, and shit, dude. They're dropping bombs. <laughs> yeah. um, now the running backs got to work around the IED. Yeah. So, so some uh, some news this week. The Avengers trailer came out. Yeah. Um, uh, last, underwhelming. Last Thursday or last Friday? Actually. Yeah. Underwhelming. Yeah. I, mean, I thought it was underwhelming. You know, it's it's a it's a minute long trailer. Like it's it's a teaser. It. It's setting yeah. it up. The best part was the ending when Paul Rudd's there. It's still gonna be because they the think Vegas Paul Rudd's thing. dead, and it's just uh, Captain America and like um what's the what's Scarlett Johansson's character? Uh, uh the 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 whatever. Scar Scarlet. Uh, no, it's Russian lady. Yeah, she's Scarlett Johansson. Oh, Romanov. Romanov. Yeah, yeah, sure, Romanov. Uh, and she um. They're just like sitting there, and then he's like, "Is this an old video?" And she's like, "No, that's the front door." And it's Paul Rudd. I'm like the monitor. He's like, "Hey, buzz me in, buzz me. I'm, I'm Ant Man. I'm here to help." <laughs> Ant Man. No one saw it. I'm looking trash, dude. I didn't see it. Ant Man. Yeah. I didn't see it. It looked trash to me. Yeah, but you need some levity in these movies, especially now that they're trying to get like DC dark level with these last two. They're not going to be able to. No, it's tough. Like DC dark is something that DC can't even do. No, ever since Christopher Nolan and Christian Bale hung up the bat suit, it's been a struggle for Well, that DC. Joker movie is supposed to be kind of. I'm dark, hoping though, it's supposed it? to be. I'm hearing rumors it's going to be rated R. Yeah, that's what we're looking that's, for. That's, that's the saving grace, really. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's what we we need more. So they better they better hit movies. Boom. I agree. Logan was amazing. Logan was Logan. great. I, I heard Venom. Deadpool, but Deadpool's a comedy. It's almost easier to make a rated R comedy superhero movie because yeah. you can throw yeah. a couple fucks. Yeah. But Logan was like an R rated. Yeah. It was great to see Wolverine just literally eviscerate people. Yeah. Just just slicing fantastic. off faces. And then that little girl just murdering folks too. Yeah. It's great stuff. All right. It's kind of like Arya. Arya yeah. Reminiscent of Arya. And it's sort of like Amelia. Oh wait. Yeah, come on. <laughs> it's all right. Hey, I'm being a good boy. Dude, I'm going to smack you. <laughs> I'm going to spread your brains like a nice tomato, tomato sauce. sauce. Oh, <laughs> sauce boy. Uh, all right, so let's start off this review. Um, we start out in King's Landing. Tyrion is waking up, has no idea what's going on, what happened with the battle. Grand Master Pycelle is there. Uh, Fucking Pycelle. Of course, Tyrion and Pycelle had bad blood uh, after... Tyrion kind of told him to fuck off and imprison him for a little bit. A little bit of imprisonment. Just a little bit of imprisonment. So, Pycelle is kind of like settling the score here. He informs Tyrion all smugly that he's no longer the hand. and Tywin's you know, the new hand of the king. and Yeah. He, uh, he like flips him a quarter and he's like, we're in trouble. Yeah, which is what Tyrion did to him. Yeah. Uh, or, no, Tyrion flipped that to the prostitute that... Mm -hmm. uh, that Pycelle was smanging when he yeah. busted it in. Which means she must have told Pycelle, so she's a snake. Yeah. She's a snake. That's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. From there, we go to the throne room. Tywin rolls in on his horse, literally on his high horse. Great. This has got to be one of the greatest scenes. And I actually watched a video with, it was really cool. It was on YouTube. You guys should check it out. It's all of the cast members in season four who um, leave the show. And uh, uh, they interviewed the guy who plays Tywin, and he said his favorite scene he filmed was that scene. He said, really? and he said kind of cockily, he's like, well, you know, it's just like such a great ego boost to, ru to ride into a castle on a horse that just took a shit. Yeah. And they actually asked Joffrey, they said the same question to the actor who played Joffrey, and he said, 
there is a very big ego boost when you have a crown on your head and there's a hundred people listening to you. And he said, you're acting, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, great, very mean, funny, very funny people. These actors who play these bad characters are actually great people. And these people are all great actors too. So I'm sure they've like fully immersed themselves in the role. So when Joffrey's playing King or whatever, it probably seems pretty realistic. And the them. sets they're building too, it has to almost make you feel like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah. Exactly. Even as an actor. So the, the whole point of the scene is Joffrey's giving away all these accolades and awards for people who helped save the city. Um, Tywin gets handed the king. He gets, Tywin gets handed the king. Uh, Baelish gets Harrenhal and, and all the lands. Loras gets complimented. Loras gets complimented, <laughs> but he, he, he gets uh, in, in a boast of the king that he wants. And so Loras asks, can Marjorie marry Joffrey? She's still innocent. And to Joffrey's credit, he's sex. like, no, I can't do that because I have made no. Which, yeah, if Joffrey well, was a Stark well, and did this, his head would already be off. Well, well, first of all, let's let's get this straight. This was all rehearsed. I mean, Joff and, and oh, yeah. Cersei already went through this. Yeah. Um. So Joff, she's pulling yeah, the strings. Exactly. Yeah. But so like, Joff's they, like, oh no, I can't do it. And then Grandmaster Pycelle steps up. Oh, 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 quick! Almost sounds like Michael Peterson. But 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 no. So Meister Meister Pycelle like. Conveniently, just has this law that he knows that, like, oh yeah, if, if it oh, was, was another reading the other day, yeah, if if, if, if if the betting never happened, it was never an actual marriage or whatever. Yes, and like, and Cersei and, like cracks a smile at Sansa, but Sansa's fucking piped. Yeah, yeah. it's like the I think you mentioned specifically like, because of the actions of her father, she right. it kind of nullifies the marriage, the well. traitor's blood or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but like, and then like San- Cersei, like again, she looks at Sansa like ha, and Sansa on the inside <laughs> is like. Yes, I don't want to marry this fucking needle dick. Yeah, and then she's walking out. And, and of course, Baelish. Baelish rolls oh, hello. Just... <laughs> <laughs> and then it's just like, oh, hello. Welcome to Lord Baelish. Would you like to try Baelish rock? <laughs> before we, before we like, gloss over it, though, Marjorie, holy fucking shit, she's hot. Man. Oh, yeah. She dude. looked amazing. She's got, she's got that gown. Guys, it's just guys, like, guys. Down a little some hey, belly button. Hey, oh, fuck hey, 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 that's inappropriate. <laughs> We're, we're doing a podcast about Game of Thrones. Let's stick to the material. Yeah, you're right. I, I guess we should take a seat. We got to yeah. finish first. That's There's the a key. wall up. <laughs> I, I care a heck of a lot about both of you. <laughs> <laughs> but let's be clear. That's that's a wall to keep you. That's that's your restraining order yeah, She's wall. got a deep V on. Yeah, she does. And it's it's nice. looks amazing. It's yeah. nice. Hey, be appropriate. So anyway, Sansa is freaking pumped about this. Little slides There's in. Baelish's ruined days. But he does give her a reality <laughs> check. She, he's, he's like, you know, he's not going to let you leave just because you're no longer betrothed. Joffrey's not the kind to give up one of his toys. Exactly. So if anything, he implies that it's going to get worse. He's just going to have his way with you now. Oh, yeah. And you're not even going to have the title of queen. Oh, Um, Oh, this one. (laughs) (laughs) Bad radio. Bad radio. You don't want to know what I was doing. Um, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm being respectful. But the important part of this, though, is that Littlefinger then decides or at least makes Sansa believe that he's going to take care of her at that point. Yes. Um, from there, Actually, we, from there we go to Little Littlefinger's brothel. Roz, a great scene with Roz and Varys. Yeah, Roz is chilling there. Varys walks in in a hood and stuff. She doesn't really know who he is at first. <laughs> She's like trying to make moves on him. It's feels like grabbing up, dicks. Feels up in the dick area and nothing was there. And Varys is like <laughs> it's free real estate. <laughs> Varys is like, oh, don't be scared. She like gets up. She's like, what the fuck? There's no meat. Like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, where's the beef? <laughs> yeah, and then, uh, and then she's like, "Oh, I yeah. know who you are." It's like when you get a Big Mac, but they forget one of the meat patties, and oh, it's just yeah. bread, bread, meat, bread. And you're yeah. 
yeah. oh, there's got to be two meats in there. Yeah, there wasn't even meat. Yeah, there no there meat. wasn't even one meat. There was just bread all over. There's just nothing but bread. Yeah, it's that bread, dude. It's just bread. <laughs> but yeah, so it, it, like they have a quick conversation, but Varys basically turns Rouse into a double agent. Yeah. Um, yeah, which, which is what Brendan was apparently today. He was a fucking double agent. Yeah. What's up, man? <laughs> Comes over. What's up, bro? That'll happen. So that, that has implications later on down the road. From there, we go to the Riverlands. Uh, Brienne's escorting Jamie yeah. uh, from the Stark camp. They Jamie's still like talking sex with her. <laughs> um, he literally is her egret. Yeah. Oh, fact. He's yes. her egret. I, I never even connected those two, but yeah, that's a great observation. It's like when in doubt, just try to get in their pants. I guess. I mean, she, he was trying to get her all hot and bothered, but then meanwhile, meanwhile, that's happening. Um, they run across these three hanged women. Yeah. Um, Hunged. Well, I think the term, I think the term's actually hanged. I, guys, I think it's hung eye. Hung okay. Eye. Oh, hung yeah, eye. that's right. Hentai. Latin root. Latin root. Yeah. Um, and and then, uh, they're actually Stark Bannerman did it because mm-hmm. it says like they lay with lions. Exactly. They were they were I guess brothel women who fucked Lannister men, and, and they the, come up on the road on them, right? Yeah, they come up on the road, and the Stark men hung them, and then Stark men then confront Brienne and Jamie. And then they're trying to figure out. They ask, "Who's who's your prisoner?" And Brienne's like, "You know, just some thief." Um, yeah, and and they wanted me to bring him back to whatever castle she names. It was this scene pissed me off because they yeah. talked to him for five minutes, and then as they as they're leaving, this one dude who was there the entire time goes, "Wait a minute, yeah. that's the Kingslayer," and yeah. I was like, "Wait a minute, it took you like the whole time," yeah. and then they're leaving. He's like, "Wait." Kingslayer. <laughs> but in, in, in the show's defense, that guy didn't sound like he was the smartest guy. No, it took him a minute to process. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like you. It's like you. You get the things. process done. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some of us take longer than Some of us last longer than others. I'm quick. Uh, <laughs> Lightning uh, fast. So anyways, they all have this fight. Brienne obviously ends up on top, just murders the fuck out of these three dudes pretty oh, yeah. quickly. Um, oh, super easily. Yeah, so easily. And then she cuts down the hanged men. But then women. on the, on the th- uh, yeah, hanged women. Um, and then on the third guy, she kind of left him there bleeding out. And then, but then she walks up and then goes, um, I made it slow for two, or I made it quick. Too for two quick, one de- slow death. Because yeah. that's what that guy said they did to the women. Right. And then she slides the sword up through his groin and all up in his guts and shit. And then, yeah. And then, yeah, pretty painful way to go. And out. Jamie, keep in mind, is tied up, so he was no assistance. This was just Brienne. Yeah, just putting in work. Yeah. Putting in the Lord's work. <laughs> and then from there we go to the Stark camp. Rob, Rob Rob's telling Cat about the betrothment, how he doesn't want to do it anymore. Well, I mean, come on, Talisa is she's yeah. gorgeous. I mean, she's the hot. nurse. How hot yeah, is the nurse? She's very hot. I mean, we've been here though. That doesn't mean you have to get married to her. Like, oh, I know. <laughs> I mean, you, oh, I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, you know a lot about. I know. I've it, been... It's like the move. Once we get there, like enough, we don't go anymore. There's yeah. no point to it. Yeah. Once you get the flag up there. Well, <laughs> someone told Elon Musk that he's trying to get. He's up. trying to get up there in like a Rav Four. <laughs> <laughs> well, he wants to go like like dune bugging on the. Creators. He wants to go free base. <laughs> it, it'd be like that sometimes. Uh, so anyways, Kat's wisely, I mean, this is one of the only times that Kat's really smart here. She's like, dude, like you can, you're the king. Like you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Don't break off this marriage. Also, he's like asking his prisoner for advice, which is a bad look. Yeah. Kat's a prisoner technically at this point, isn't she? Yeah, she is a prisoner. And, uh, Rob actually brings that up. She, he is like, you're in, you're in no position to be giving me advice. Like you just made one of the worst decisions of all time. Of all, in Thrones history, that was probably one of the worst. Yeah. Top, top five, maybe. Definitely. 
And then um, from there we go to Dragonstone. Stannis. Stannis the man is Stannis so pissed, pissed off. He is red hot. Dude. He's I mean, the red woman today. I mean, Mel, <laughs> Mel, Mel is there in all her glory. She's she's like, I Gorgeous still see woman. victory. Oh, yeah. she's, she's Respectfully. Big. She's like, I still see victory in the fire. And then Stannis just like chokes her out. So pissed off. It's like, can your God save you now? Where's he at now? Um, and then she's like, Mel's just like, all right, hands up. Don't shoot. Like, I'm fine. <laughs> uh, and then but yes but Stannis you and see you, she shows him shit in the flames and he's like Ooh. yeah but before that point though like Stannis actually has some regret for the first time about killing Renly yeah and like all this I killed my brother yeah he says that yeah and I loved it yeah because it's it's a good point like he fucking it turned out he did it for nothing and, and Renly was his younger brother and I find a guy like Stannis would probably have issues with Rob his older brother but would still feel like a big brother to Renly so it's like the brother he didn't like that much, Rob, died, and he wanted to be king, and he killed his younger brother, right? Yeah. So I feel like Stannis would have more empathy toward Renly than Rob, so that yeah. makes sense that he was upset yeah. about that. But also remember, like, Stannis's driving factor is all... Power. No, duty. It's all duty. The only reason he's going after the Iron Throne is because it's his by birthright. And the only reason he killed Renly was because Renly denied his is birthright. Is it I mean, it's all... It, it all comes back to what... It's not only like what he's owed. Stannis, like, more than any character, makes decisions firmly, and then two minutes later is like, "Whoops." <laughs> well, because a lot of those come back and bite him in the ass real quick. I think he has he, he a lot of his decisions are filled with regret, and it's mostly centered around trusting Mel. But I, I think yeah. Stannis is probably one of my favorite characters just because I, I like his power. I like how he his is, conviction. Really. He's a lot of conviction, and he's very sure of himself, and his men love him stuff but he even loses them down the road because of his decisions that he regrets yeah and again go, ties back into mel's decisions as well so at the end of that scene he actually does see some shit in the fire so his conviction is is restored at that point yes and then from there we go to winterfell theon's surrounded by we don't know at this point but um <laughs> bolton men bolton men um and then he's like all right this horn's bothering me i'm gonna go out let's rally the troops um, goes out in the courtyard of Winterfell, gives this huge speech. It's kind of cringeworthy once you're watching it. It is. For like the third or fourth time because you mm. know what's going to happen. And then... Um, he gets double cross. After the speech, he gets macked up by one of his, his own right-hand man. Um, pretty much knocked that, knocks him out. And then Maester Lewin runs up. He's like, oh no, what are you doing? Because like, Maester Lewin still kind of cares about Theon, I think. Yeah. You know, like Theon grew up with him for the most part. And then, yeah, yeah um, he, he cares about him for sure. And then the the right hand man just spears Maester Lewin in the stomach, which was kind of fucked up. Yeah. pretty unnecessary. Maester Lewin was trying to help him too. He's like yeah. giving him advice. He's like, "What you should do is flee." He's like, "Go north to the wall. Once you take the black, all mm -hmm. prior crimes are like forgiven." And he's mm -hmm. like, "I won't even get there." And he's like, "Yeah, but it's it's the only shot you've got, and, 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 and you'll be safe at the wall." And then Theon goes, "Yeah, what? So Jon Snow can slip my throat?" And even Maester Lewin is like. Shit, you're fucked. So you got nowhere to go. <laughs> He's like, well, He's like, yeah, oh, well. <laughs> so, I mean, like, he even, like, Mason Lewin's even telling him, like, they're, they're secret tunnel fan. You can right. get out of here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Theon is like, um, he says he's like something about pretending. He's like, but I've gone too far to pretend to be anything else. You know, and that's yeah. a great line by Theon. And, well, it goes back to the when, um, who was it? Uh, the the sergeant at arms, Roger Castle, Roger Castle. said that you, there's no turning back from this point. Like, yeah, you've gone too far, which. Turns out to be true. Yep. Yep, it is true. Uh, and the maester gets stabbed, uh, and, and he, he is still alive at this point, mm -hmm. but he's bleeding out. And from there, uh, we have a good scene with Varys and Tyrion, where they're kind of hashing out some details, and there's starting to be a, a little bit of trust is formed between the two. 
Uh, I think this is when Kodrick brings in Varys and him, and him and Tyrion are kind of having a discussion about how they see the future of King's Landing and how important Tyrion is to King's Landing. And Varys even says, he's like, you will not be remembered by the history books, by ballads, but we will not forget. And then he brings Shay into Tyrion right. because nothing cheers up Tyrion like some poor wizardry. Yeah. <laughs> but, and and an, another thing important to note there, Varys is very realistic about where his loyalty, li- loyalty lies. Yes. He, he knows that Tyrion was instrumental in saving the city and he wants to show respect for that but at the same time he knows that Tywin's in charge now so he's got to suck up to Tywin as much as possible and not really care as much or at least not seem like he cares as much about what Tyrion did exactly. at that point. Bernie, you have anything about that? I really like because it's, it's building on this this relationship between Varys and Tyrion mm-hmm. that just continues to kind of grow and blossom until like seasons four and five where it really kind of comes to save each other's asses. Right. Mm-hmm. And I understand exactly what you're saying. Where he's like, he's got to go. He can't visibly show his appreciation, but like right. bringing Shay in is one of like the big, like opening the door. Like Varys clearly likes Tyrion. Right. He wouldn't have done this just to. It's a good gesture. It's a yeah. gesture of good faith. The gesture, it really is a gesture. If you give another man a whore wizard. <laughs> <laughs> Varys is doing it to, is to the realm, as he stated a bunch of times. That's literally his, that's his winner is coming. Yeah, that's yeah, his, yeah. I do what's best for the realm. That's his, and so, like, that's seeing, his spices. <laughs> seeing, seeing like him reward someone who was fighting for the realm, not for the crown, not for the throne, not for his own personal game, but for the realm, like trying to save as many people, mm-hmm. and he clearly respects and rewards that. And that's kind of like the start of their actual friendship. Right, yeah. and then once once Shay gets in there, she's back up to her old whore with the tricks. Sucks, but man. let me tell you, I hate the scene between the two of them. It was brutal. Let me let me tell you something. <laughs> I wrote it. Let sucks. me tell you something. Knucklehead. No, no, uh, she don't play no defense. But no, like at this point, like this scene was one of the more believable scenes that Shay had probably. I mean, wouldn't you agree? Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, seemed like she's, she's genuinely kind of cared. And Tyrion point, was freaking out because he didn't want her to see his like mongoloid face. That right, just got sliced up. And also, like, Tyrion's <laughs> rock bottom at that point, too. You know, yeah, like, she, she could have just hopped on Tywin's dick right away. Like, like what ended up happening later oh, on. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, uh, spoiler alert. It's alright. Rewind and mute. But, uh... <laughs> but, uh, so, I, I thought this was one of her better scenes. It was. And it's... So. My thing, though, with, with the, the whole, like, Shay-Tyrion thing is it almost is, like, too dramedy romance for me. It's too... I am yours and you are mine. And yeah. it's, I don't want you to see Cheesy. my sliced up face. And also with like Tyrion, like, listen, your your scars are going to heal really quick. Your hair won't even be dyed blonde anymore. Like, why do you care? It's going to be all easy. For you. Side note, in the books, he actually gets like his, like pretty much his whole nose cut off. So he yeah. looks, he's got like a Skeletor type face. Yeah. Wow. So in the books, it's a lot worse. So he's just got like a cool scar. He's got a cool scar. That's a cool in, scar. In yeah. Yeah. Information. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. And from there, um... Rob and the nurse fucking get married. They just do it. They just up in his shotgun wedding. Happened very quick. They just do it. So dumb. Bad decision. So dumb. He should have just kept plowing. You should. That's you gotta, you gotta test drive right the car before you can buy it. That is. Well, he did. He did plow it many times. Yeah, he he got after it beforehand. All right, but like for three years. <laughs> <laughs> very specific. Very specific year about there. Um, you gotta test drive the car, and it, it was a Ned Stark decision. Yeah, but I don't even know if Ned no, Stark. No, I don't would think do that. Ned Stark because it wasn't an honor decision. Yeah, it wasn't Ned Stark dirty, would have married the freight girl. Yeah, one hundred percent. He would have married her when he was at the fucking twins. Didn't yeah. He? Yeah. yeah, he would have married the Frey girl immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, yeah. this I don't know, this is more of a Catalan Stark decision. Rob takes after the mom. 
Well, this is just. I think, well, I no, think this is decision. just a dumb rap. I think this, this is, is a dick decision. I, I think yeah. That's, yeah, this, this is, is little Robbie, little Robert, <laughs> <laughs> and also, Robbie. also, you know, we talked about this before, but he's seen, he feels invincible at this point. He hasn't lost a battle in a coon's age since like the very beginning of the war. Um, yeah, and like when you're a 15 year old dude, 16 year old dude, and no one can touch you, literally. What what difference does it make who you marry? He's you like that dude in high school is like the cool guy, yeah. right? And next thing you know, he's dropped out junior year. Doesn't he's, have his GED. Doesn't have anything. He's married and he's joining some branch of the military. <laughs> but to to relate to Stannis, because I know you love Stannis so much, like he marries a Frey girl. Like he he is married to a Frey girl. No, and no. Stannis's wife. Who is Stannis's no. wife? Uh, Florence. She's house Florence. Uh, Edmund Tully does. Tully. That's right. Yeah, Tully, yeah. They look very similar. Well, no, 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 no. All right. Yeah, so next scene. We'll edit it. <laughs> uh, we'll get our producer. Hello. We'll get our producer. Well, no. That's going to uh, go right to the show. <laughs> Khaleesi uh, goes to the house of the undying. And first Khaleesi scene in the episode. Let's be cool, guys. Be respectful. Amelia Clark's a fantastic actress. Emmy nominated. <laughs> you should see this guy's face right now. This is Khaleesi goes crisis. to the house of the undying. <laughs> And uh, they're, they're just, it's like weird because it's like, there's no entry point. And they just like walk around it. And Khaleesi's just inside. And Jorah's like, oh, fuck. And then he's like, Khaleesi! Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, there's strong magic going on yeah. in there, though. You know? There is. There's, 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 ooh, sparks are flying. As soon as they step. Because of the warlocks. Exactly. As soon as, as, soon as they step foot in there. They're gonna they're gonna isolate everyone. Like, Khaleesi has very cheesy lines though. She's like, "What? Are you afraid to face me? You're afraid of a little girl?" <laughs> yeah. And I was like, "This is a little cheesy right here." Yeah. But then she starts seeing visions, and that actually might happen later. But she's walking around a little bit and like seeing the Iron Throne. I think she even sees Dragonstone, doesn't she? Yeah. She sees the Iron Throne and she sees Dragonstone. So, the well, I want to touch on the importance of this one here, but I want to I want to save, save it, it for a little That's bit fine. Save until it. we actually wrap up the review and get into the rating. I, I want right. to talk about some implications Fantastic. down the road in that scene because of the implications. So let's go, let's just go to the next scene. Yeah, we'll jump up. We'll jump uh, up. Um, so Arya, Gendry, and Hapai are escaping. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've already escaped, and they're just like in the mountains. And Jack and Hagar finds them, and they're all in shock. Like, how did Jack and find us? And she's like, "His methods are peculiar," you know. <laughs> and then uh, she's like, "Stay here. I gotta talk to Jack in this little one-on-one time." And they're probably Gendry is probably like, "What the fuck is that?" And uh, she goes and talks to Jagan, and Jagan says, "He's like, if you ever wanna hang out, give this coin to any man from Bravos and say, Valar Magulis." Yeah. Which is the title of this episode. This is season two, episode ten, Valar Magulis. Yes. I don't oh, think yeah. we said that. I don't intro. think we did say that. Well, it's because the intervention threw off our game a little bit. Yeah, well, this is so, this is season two, episode ten, intervention, intervention Bellarm Magulis. <laughs> intervention. Uh, but no, this is actually the first time that uh, Jack and the guard tries to recruit Arya. Um, which I don't know, like what I don't like what are the actual qualifications for becoming a faceless man? Is it something that she he just sees must have been test she must have, uh, he must have seen it from the beginning that she had the power and the abilities. Yeah. Because she, she's got, he, he, you know, all the theories, the fan theories about yeah. why he was captured when mm-hmm. he's a guy who clearly isn't one to get captured. Right. Picked Arya from the beginning, knew it was Arya. I mean, it's, there's some weird implications there. Facts. Major facts. Uh, and from there, Ocean Star Stark Boys. Uh, see Lewin dying. Oh, Stark Boys. Stark Boys. <laughs> they see Lewin dying. Uh, Lewin's bleeding out under the, under the uh, God's tree. Yes. And, or the heart, what do they call those heart trees? Or... I don't know. The trees with the faces on them. Um, oh, yeah, I know you're the, in the God's Wood. Yeah, in the God's Wood. And he's bleeding out, and 
um, they try to like ask like, okay, what can we get to go save you? Whatever. He's like, no, I'm, you know, he's pretty much content yeah. with dying at this point. Winterfell's been taken. He says he serves Winterfell, but he's become so attached to the Stark, Stark family that he's loyal. He's loyal he's to loyalist. the Stark. So once Winterfell's out of their hands, he's like, yeah. okay, I'm fine with dying. He has OSHA slit his throat. He has OSHA, OSHA slit his throat, but he makes sure that the kids are, you know, don't see that. They're yeah, Hodor, go take him. Yeah. My favorite part about that is, he like he's like, no, I don't, I'm fine. Like in front in front of the kids, and as soon as the kids leave, he's just like, oh god. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they were gonna give him like that morphine death, where you just make him OD on no, morphine, which is what they yeah. did in like World War II a bunch. Was if a guy was dying, they would just keep giving him morphine, so the pain would go away and he would die. It's like OD on it. And that was like, yeah. oh, it's just like, can we do that? He's like, just fucking slip my throat, yeah. <laughs> just, just end it, just kill me. Just end it. Uh, and from there we go back to the House of the Undying, and this is when Khaleesi's seeing all that shit. She sees Khal Drogo and the baby, mm-hmm. and it's like, is that a vision? Is that an actual thing going on? But, like, the thing, I almost believe it almost really happened, because when she gets up, because her destiny is for the Iron Throne, Khal Drogo kind of looks pissed. Yeah, it's... I think it's up for debate. I it, think it, it probably yeah, is it, a vision. It's up in the air. I mean, it's strong, it's strong uh, visuals. Basically what happens in the books, is they go in a little bit more detail on this, but... There, that uh, blue stuff that the that the wizards drink, they give that to her. That's pretty much like her ticket into the house of the Undying. She has to drink that shit. So she's getting all these hallucinations going on. So that explains why this stuff like looks so real. Yeah, she probably ran into people in the actual house of the Undying that were like sitting there and like fucking with her, maybe. You know. Yeah. Um, Hitting her with the sauce. Yeah, but um, but yeah. So I. I mean, I, I I will. I mean, fuck it. Let's get into the details on this now. So one of these, one of the visions that she had, she walks in the throne room, and, throne room. and the throne room is pretty much burned down. The ceiling's got uh, looks like burn marks in them, and and like everything fell over. You can't tell at first if it's ashes or if it's snow coming down from the ceiling. Fire and ice. But then uh, upon further. Uh, inspection, you can tell that it's snow because of the way that it's sitting on everything. And I've, I've actually watched this scene a ton of times so I can figure it out. Um, but then... That's why we're number one. So, two important things there. It's winter in King's Landing and the throne is empty and it looks like King's Landing is kind of burned down. She gets up to the point where she almost touches the throne, she but then the she, she hears the dragons, which kind of like sobers her up a little bit. So she walks away. When she walks away, it switches to the scene of her going north of the wall. Yes, which um, is big implications. Which is big Winter implications. Is coming. Because not only does that put her a stone's throw away from King's Landing and the Iron Throne, remember she almost touched it, but then she jumps up north of the wall, which, spoiler alert, we kind of saw that That's shit That's basically happen. what season yeah. 8 is. Exactly. She she could take King's Landing right now. Exactly. And instead is going to fight the real war. And yeah. then and then she goes in this hut, and inside the hut, Khal Drogo and her baby are in there, who, of course, she lost uh, after Mary Mastur did all her witch mage stuff. Poor wizardry. Exactly. Poor wizardry. Um, but a little more symbolism in that, I think possibly the baby symbolized um, Viserion. Spoiler alert, Dan. Mute this right mute now. It, mute it, right uh, here. Viserion, since her kids were all, you know, dragons, um, since he was in the underworld, you know, Drogo's dead. He's still in there. Oh, yeah, Viserion that's interesting. Dies. Interesting take. That you is know. interesting. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I mean, as far as, like, Damn. foreshadowing, it's big then, but now we've already seen all that stuff happen. 
Um, I think one important thing that we haven't seen happen yet is she then, at the end of that scene, recites the sun rises in the west, uh, sets in the east, rivers go dry, like all that stuff that Mary Montadero said. I think that is kind of a foreshadowing of the White Walkers kind of being, fucking shit up. being successful and fucking shit up. Do you think the White the Walkers are shit? I think they do. With King's Landing, like the vision of like the throne room in that state, Winter is clearly going to make its way to King's Landing. Right. Thank God. Now, whether that means like you're going to lose Winterfell, the twins, like just like all those get destroyed, and then they make their last stand at King's Landing, kind of like a zombie apocalypse situation, mm-hmm. or if like these strongholds are going to be the only ones left, and like the entire countryside is going to be ravaged and it just makes its way there. Yeah. But I think King's Landing will fall. There's a there's a lot left up to interpretation, but with how literal the rest of that vision was, I think maybe it's not so much up to interpretation. Maybe King's Landing is going to get fucking burned down. Yeah, it's possible. It's definitely possible. Um, uh, so, yeah, so then we could go to the next scene here. That's well, then she's captured by the warlocks. They put her in the chains. Yeah. And then they're like, you're going to be here for a very long time. And she hits the first successful Dracarys. Mm-hmm. Which, which very, was very good Dracarys. I'll be the first one to tell you, I'm not a big season two Danny fan. I'm a huge um, <laughs> season and two. And that's Danny not to fan. say, like, I. I come off on this podcast as not being a Danny fan. Yes. Because you're such a big Danny fan. Wrong. But that couldn't be further from the truth. I actually Danny's one of my favorite characters. The problem is in season two, she's pretty much just helpless and just roaming around. Doesn't know it. And she's not she hasn't fully turned into herself, you know. Yeah. I think this part at at the end of season two is really when she starts becoming the Danny that I like. Yeah. She's uh, starting to take control of her own destiny a little bit. Exactly. And and she's got the dragon spitting fire now, so She's a, she's a straight up boss bitch at this point. You she's know? a boss bitch. I'm a huge Danny fan, and I think this is a great scene. Be really respectful. When I watched it, I was like, ah, oh, that is a good scene. Good job, Amelia. <laughs> great acting. Uh, and the warlocks are dead, and the chains are broken. She's the breaker of chains. Uh, this is really where that begins. And um, she's about to fuck more shit up. And from there, we actually go to an Egret and Snow scene uh, where Egret's kind of talking to Jon Snow a little bit, and the half handed Snow get into it. And mm-hmm. Jon Snow is forced to kill Corrin Halfhand. And and Corrin, it's all set up. Corrin yeah, wants Jon to kill yeah. him. Yeah, and he was he was alluding to that too. Uh, I think last or two episodes ago, yeah. we were talking about that a little bit. Um, Jon still doesn't really want to kill him. You no, can, you can tell in, in their fight uh, the whole time Corrin's like saying shit to get Jon pissed off, talking about bastard and his poor mother and all. Traitor stuff. father. Yeah, traitor father. And then even even when Jon disarms him. And has the kill shot. John pauses for a second, and they both make eye contact. We are the watchers on the wall. And and yeah, and you know, like Corn's like, you got to do it, dude. Yeah. And, cop half hands. And he and he and he did it. And I think that's a very important part in in John's storyline because yeah. I think he at that point he's one hundred percent fully committed to the Night's Watch. Yeah, I think it's funny because. There's never really any doubt that John's not going to stay with the Night's Watch. I was never afraid while watching this. Like, oh, no, he's actually going to be a wildling. Like, I knew he would stay with the White's Watch. And, like, mm-hmm. I, it, it dated back, like, two episodes ago when Corrin said to him, he's like, make sure this isn't for nothing. And John is, he's a net, basically. He was yeah. raised by Ned Stark, and he knows, like, honor is key. And he did have the identity crisis when Rob first went to war, and he wanted to peace out. He wanted to go help. help, yeah. Um so that actually built up a little more Night's Watch. I would love an alternate history on that one time. I would, if John yeah, that, Rob. that would be tight. Um, yeah. 
But I would he probably say died at, at the right At that point, his, yeah. his confidence was like 80%, probably, as far as him wanting yeah. to stay in the Night's Watch. But I think him killing Corey and Halfman put him at like 100. Yeah. At least 99. We're doing like game ratings. Yeah. His confidence <laughs> yeah. is way up. Man rating. Man rating. His, his confidence is way up. Corey and will remember that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And from there, we go back to uh, Karth. Khaleesi uh, finds Duran in bed with Zarazo and Doxos. And uh, he's, like, freaking out. He's like, oh, you know, I didn't mean for that and this. And Drea's like, oh, like, we didn't know. He said you'd never leave Karth alive. And Khaleesi's like, I'd like to thank you for this lesson. And then she fucking takes him to his vault, makes him open it, and there's nothing in there. And she's like, nothing. And then uh, George like, ooh, cough is such a lie. And then they put Drea and Zaxos in there. It's fucking bad death. That's a bad death to be locked in a vault in the darkness to just suffocate and starve. Like I said, this is the episode where Danny turns on Danny. And then she says, like, let's raid this motherfucker. And uh, Jorah just in Dothraki, or, yeah, it was in Dothraki. He's like, take all the jewels. Everyone's (laughs) turning up. Like, there's, like, like, old people in the calendar. Jorah's just out here. They were waiting for this for, like, weeks. They've been waiting to raid. I think it was, like, as soon as they got in cars, they were, like, trying to melt down gold yeah. and shit. And yeah, like, oh, like, yeah, it's when you're just a talking about, like, gold statue, how best to cut it up to carry it away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Jorah was just kind of like, hold off, hold off. <laughs> <laughs> hold off, give me five minutes. Uh, and from there, uh, it's just a little night's watch scene. Ed, um, Gren, uh, Gren and Sam Charlie mm-hmm. are all hanging out, and then all of a sudden they hear the horn, and they're like, oh, one horn, which means... Uh, Night's Watcher coming Night's Watcher, like, all right, cool, yeah. who is it? Then they hear two horns. They pull their swords, they're like, wildlings, all right, right. let's fucking go. We're ready for this. And then they hear the third horn, and then <laughs> Sam just turns around and grin and fucking add her just bullets. <laughs> <There it goes. laughs> they, they, they had a good, like, 50-yard start on <laughs> Just chugging <laughs> And Sam's fat ass is like, oh, no. <laughs> and then he fucking gets tripped up. And, I, and I do love, though, like, there's a certain coolness, like, in certain scenes and shows and films and, like, they hear the one horn, and they're like, oh, cool. And then even the second horn, they're not that scared. They're scared, but they're like, all right, it's a fight. And then the third yeah. horn, it's something that no one's seen for centuries. Yeah. And they're just the fear yeah. of the real human fear. They're just taking yeah. off. Sam probably peed his pants. And, yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> and then there's a, a bit of a cliffhanger ending where you think a White Walker has seen Sam. That was done for creative reasons. The White Walker mm-hmm. actually does not see Sam. Sam is still kind of ahead of the White Walkers right. running away. Yeah. Uh, so don't think that the... Or what is the White Walker? Those are the high-ranking guys, right? And the, the Whites are these. Zombies. The White Walkers are, like are the zombies. intelligent ones. The White Walkers are the intelligent ones, like the, the Whites the are the zombies. All right, so the White Walkers. Well, watch yourself. That wasn't a White Walker that you saw. That was just a White. Right? No, it was a White no, Walker. It was, it was on a horse. Yeah, it was on a horse. They, they redesigned them then because they all have like leather armor after. Well, everyone gets better season. clothes, even Cersei. Yeah. I mean, that was the first time that you actually see a White Walker, so they probably did a lot, he of, just, like, a lot yeah. of costume design. I think changes, there's a bunch so. of them, though, because they each kind of created yeah. their own whites. And he, like, looks, and the Sam looks, and they leave a cliffhanger, but they never actually see each other. There, I know. Fair fact. So I, I just want to make sure, because he's that specific White Walker is very different from the designs of the rest of them. Because he just yeah. doesn't have armor on. Yeah. And uh, There's a bunch of them, though. There's quite a few of those guys, the high-ranking ones, I believe. Right. There, I think there's, like, nine of them or something. Like that you've seen, yeah. That's you, that at hard home when they're standing up on yeah. top. And, yeah, yeah. And there's a couple that look like that with the long hair, but the Night King is the one with like the bumpy horns, who kind of almost has like a, a Satan. Yeah, he's got yeah, a he's Satan. He's got an ice crown. Yeah. yeah, I think um, the biggest differentiator is just the intelligence. Yeah, I mean, they because they all of them have 
like frozen features. Do they talk? Well, do you think they'll have a conversation in the, like with Jon Snow? They'll be like, "This is where you die." Right? I'd be telepathic. I, I, yeah, I think. It I think Bran is going to. There's a lot of theories that Bran will warg and fight them. Like that, wargs will have a significant uh, say in this battle. Oh yeah. I mean, there's the, there's so many fan theories about Bran being the fucking Night King. Yeah. About <laughs> Bran being Bran the Builder because. The thing is, is like a Hodor scene, which we'll discuss down the road, is shows Bran's true power. Yeah, he, which is he, ironic because the kid fucking fell off a balcony. Yeah, but it, it, that's 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 the cool part about it, though. Like, how many seasons did we have to fucking suffer through Bran's storyline to get to him to be cool? Yeah, yeah. and he but, is cool. Even like, though he's cool, he's a fucking creep. But that's fine. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm cool yeah. and I'm a creep. Dude, it doesn't we're, matter. We're, we're, <laughs> <laughs> well, not anymore. We built that wall. We built oh, yeah, that wall. Yeah, that's right. I think the interesting thing about Bran, too, like, and the, what I'm excited for is, like, when every part, this is way in the head, but when it comes to a head, right, like, you think, like, at any point, Snow is going to be like, yo, you threw my brother out a window and Jamie Lannister will be like, oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at least, yeah, at least okay. I made him sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Dude, yeah, but Jon Snow's gotten past, like, well, dude, this is, we'll, we'll cover this later. And then, and then, and then Jamie's going to be riding north. He's like, I said, Bush, I hit him. <laughs> 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 I re-listened and I was cracking up because it's so true when Jamie escapes and they catch him and meet where did he hide he like has like leaves and he's holding them like Dude, it kind of, it kind of like is reminiscent because I've been playing this, the new Assassin's Creed a lot. It's a good game. And sometimes you just fucking like hide in like a haystack and like your legs are poking out, but like, and they don't see you. Don't see you. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, oh yeah, the Stark men were not fooled. But just to just to the White Walker difference point, I think when they kill a Walker, that destroys like the, the whites. They've changed. The whites they've changed. They're in right. direct control. Right? Yes, yes. In, in the show, that's how it works. In the books, there's no hint of that. In the okay. show, it's how it works, but yeah. also that, that insinuates then the Night King is key. If you kill the right. Night King, they all die. Right. Yeah. Which would be a major, that would be a major disappointment for me. Right away, someone just dots the eye with an yeah. arrow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just so fucking bad. threads with the, the needle. The fucking like, obsidian I think there will be huge oh, okay. losses before that happens, but I do believe the Night King will die, and I believe the final battle will be for the throne between Cersei's army, Daenerys' army, and whatever Jon Snow decides. That's That's... That's a pile of horse shit, right? It's well, a theory. I'm kidding. It's a theory. It's a theory. Question, question for the book reader. Because uh, then it'll even the playing field, because everyone knows that Daenerys has the numbers. This battle will even the playing field, and then it comes down to yeah, queen versus sure. queen. That's my opinion. But a question for Chris from the book reader. Uh, do they ever kill a White Walker in the book? Doesn't yeah, Snow Sam, kill one? If Sam, Sam does. And doesn't Snow do it for Lord Mormon? Uh, Mormon? No, those weren't White Walkers. Those were Whites. White. That's right. Yeah. Sam does do it with Gillian. Sam does it. Mm-hmm. it Sam, is, Sam's, the, Sam's the only one in the books that does it, I believe. Wow. Fucking Sam coming up in a big way. Time, but the whole the whole like hard home uh, episode was something in the books that happened at least like fifty or hundred years prior oh, okay. to the current. That events. episode I can't wait. That's a great That is a great episode. So like wait, just to refresh my memory, it's just burning the bodies. Or like burning the Dragonstone Dragon or Stone, Valyrian Steel. Steel. That's those three. Or Valyrian Steel is in very short supply. Well, like Jon Snow is the only one who has some, and I think Joffrey and like fucking Brienne of Tarth. Jamie, 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 no, because yeah, Jamie, Jamie gave, gave it to Brienne. No, wait, 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 no, because doesn't Jamie now have Joffrey's sword though? So all right, so there's two, so them, and then yeah. the dagger that Arya has from right, Baelish. Yes. Mm-hmm. So the dagger is Valyrian Steel. Brienne oh, Sam Tarly stole the Tarly. Uh, Store. Oh, you didn't so, steal the That's a big. That's a big yeah. implication. That obviously all this stuff. I think because Thrones people do a great job of tying this all together. Mm-hmm. I think I heard six two-hour episodes. 
but that's up for debate. I heard yeah. I heard as much as eight hour and a half episodes or six two hour episodes. So I, I heard I heard well, there's definitely going to be six episodes, but they say it's going to be feature length. So whether that's two hours or whether that's you know in today's yeah, times for minutes. action movies though, that's like two hours, right? Nah, feature length refers to one hour and nine. Hour thirty. Yeah, hour thirty. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so that's good. I, hey, I'll take that. Hour thirty six. Yeah, oh yeah. So, Anything okay. over that can be feature length still. So. Are we going to? We should do like live viewing parties. Yeah, that'd be fun. And also, also on that same note, um, they said that they had. So when they filmed Battle of the Bastards prior, they like set the record for most extras on set on a battle and like longest battle. They had to destroy it. They, I think they said something like they doubled it or something ridiculous like that. Oh my god, I'm so fucking excited now. You should see his nipples. Oh, they're so hard. (laughs) All my nipples. Oh, I need to put Um, a shirt on. Segments. Segments. Um, rating? What, yes. would you, what would you rate this one? Uh, oh, I gave this a... So, after the last episode, it definitely was a dip for me. So I gave it a six because it needs to pick up sticks. Because it needs to pick it up and look at it. <laughs> <laughs> would you just look at that? I gave it a six pick up sticks. Okay. Um, for me, I'm going to go with... I mean, dude, there's just so much to like analyze and, and foreshadow and stuff in this episode. A boy must analyze. I... I would give that like I would give it a seven and a half. I mean, it's a good episode. Not yeah. not like too much action, but I mean, yeah. there's a lot of stuff. That whole scene in the house of the undying pretty much told us what was going to happen in, in the future season. And you don't you it's going back and watching it. It's really exciting. Yeah, exactly. And I also like made a couple realizations on my own. Like Jack and Hagar, I was like, wow, he's just an identity thief. Yeah, he's just got hella credit cards. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Try this one. <laughs> probably not even named Jack. Oh, yeah, no. no chance. No, he has yeah. no name. He probably doesn't even have like cool powers. He's just <laughs> he a fucking no identity. <laughs> uh, what would you rate this one? What would you give it a rating, Brendan? I gotta go with like a five, honestly. There is a lot to do. You gave it a five last time. I know. <laughs> middle of the road. <laughs> it's hard to please me, I guess. Uh, it's very, like you were saying, like, there is a lot to analyze. There is like a lot of setup, but like the lack of... Look at it. The lack of things, like, legitimately progressing forward, like, because this is just basically, like, clean up from episodes eight. Right. It's just clean up and, and then, then set up for, for season next three. Season, yeah. And, like, that, I understand, has to happen, but in terms of, like, entertainment, I don't like it that much. Mm-hmm. It, it's serviceable. It's a good episode. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just a five. I, I would agree. If this was my first time watching it through, I probably would have gave it a five as well. Yeah. But, like, going back and being able to see how important this stuff was. No, it's not saying that it's important. No, no. I, I'm saying I agree with yeah. you, but... Um, but yeah, and then also I forgot to add this in, and I took some notes on this. Um, I I did kind of a difference of the House of the Undying scene in the books and the House of the Undying scene in the show. There's a lot more visions that went down in the books that happen to be pretty important. Um, one of them, she has a vision of corpses feasting, and one of the corpses has a wolf's head. Oh. So pretty red wedding. Pretty obvious foreshadowing there. Um, another one, she sees a dying prince that's muttering a woman's name while, while he's dying. Um, parentheses, Rhaegar. Rhaegar. Um, wow. Another one, she sees wow. a blue-eyed king that wields a sword. Yep. Probably the Ice King. The Night King. And then, er, yeah, sorry, Night King. And then um, another, the last one of note, and there's more in the books too, but this is, these are the ones that I actually saw like, come to fruition. Um, she sees a blue flower growing from the wall, or growing from from a wall of ice, which uh, essentially is Jon Snow. Wow, that is some deep shit, dude. Yeah, I love that. Obviously, the show is probably hard to cover all that material, but I like. Yeah, 
why, why would the flower be blue? Um, I think it. I think it has something to do with like Danny, because she's like related to a violet flower. Okay. Um, like a couple times in the books, I think they mention her with like violet flowers in in her garb and stuff. Oh, and then she yeah. sees a blue flower growing out of the wall. I like that. Maybe. So I, I maybe hint at them being. I don't necessarily know if it's artists. specifically Jon Snow then, because wouldn't it be like a black flower or something similar? Maybe, maybe, I think I think the I think the blue was to maybe kind of like put it close to the violet color. It's okay. like a it's like a relation. Like she's gotta go deal. there. Uh, you know, uh, it's up for interpretation. Yeah, yeah, the way yeah. I saw it was it's Jon Snow, but I, I don't know. I don't think you're far off. Yeah, I don't think it's specifically Jon Snow. But you know, nah. who am I? Who knows? I mean, let's let's get George on the horn. Who are any of us? Let's get fucking George on the horn. Let's George the we'll figure it out. The meteor. What do you guys think? What's the meteor? Well, it's supposed to be mediator, but he called himself a meteor. <laughs> uh, we'll edit it. <laughs> uh, uh, best so line yes, segments. please. Yes. All right. Segments, let's do it. Uh, I'll start right. off. You start us off. My best line was from Cat Stark to Rob Stark. Mm. Treat your oaths recklessly and your people will do the same. Oh. Yes. I think it's pretty self-explanatory. Um, because it it's kind of a foreshadowing. I mean, him breaking that oath led to a lot of bad, fucked up bad, stuff. Uh, yeah, we've already spoiled so much that I think it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, had, so this episode alone, yeah, I think yeah. we've explained the entire series. <laughs> and then my Yas Queen was um, from Marjorie Terrell oh, God, to yeah. to Joffrey, and she goes, "Tales of your wisdom and courage have taken root deep inside me." It's just like, all right, Marjorie. Like, let's, wow. Let's just bust it out right now. Let's let us. Let's, just, let's see it. Let's see what's up. Let's see what's going on. And Joffrey, like, like he has to be like, I didn't do anything. Like, you don't want your relationship to start off with those kinds of lies. Well, dude, I don't think Joffrey. Joffrey, Joffrey doesn't care, dude. Joffrey's full disclosure. Full yeah. disclosure. While I was still a first mate, technically training to be a captain, I did tell girls I was a captain. <laughs> Yeah, so, so you do what you got, sometimes you do what you gotta do. Yeah. <laughs> All right, my been, turn. Been in the rules. Been in the rules. So my best line. Very special episode. My best line was very satirian. Very satirian. Sir Mandon Moore tried to kill you on your sister's orders. This is the best line because I fucking told you it was Sir Mandon, yeah, you and did. you said it was Sir Br- Brutus Beefcake. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I said, I was like, it's a yeah. man. And then when he said that, I was like, look at it. You know, dude, listen, I'll, I'll be like a fucking sports analyst, all right? Like, You're too busy I, worrying I about wrong. intervening on I was me wrong. to do the research that's necessary that for our podcast. That intervention weighed heavy on me for weeks, all right? I, I, I needed to do that. We needed to get that out, okay? Yo, what Mount Rushmore are we doing this week? Um, we're doing a pick a hand. Oh, that's right. Or, or pick a council. But we'll get to that. Yeah, I was going to sure. Queen. My Yas Queen, is, and this legit killed me. This is fucking awesome. Bran goes to Maester Lewin as he's dying. He's like, they tore it down. They burned everything. And the Maester looks Bran dead in his fucking eyes. He goes, not everything. Not you. And then he like stops. And then he just looks at Rick and puts his head down. No <laughs> No way. Rewatch the scene. I'm going to have to rewatch that. Scene. Yeah, rewatch the scene. I loved it. He goes, he goes to Bran. He's like, not everything. Not you. And then he like slowly oh it, and he just puts his head down. And That's it's fantastic. Because uh, it literally, I lost my shit. Literally. It looks like I watched this episode twice. Once to do the process another time just to like clean up and just watch it. Because mm-hmm. I process while watching it and then I'll watch it again just to watch it. 
And both times I lost my shit. The second time even <laughs> expecting it, I was like, it's so good because it, it literally plays into everything I think about Rick Oz. That's so funny. Which is like, I guess they could have burned you. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have yeah, we'll pull it up at. We're going to take a From there, we got Hottest Moment. Hottest Moment. Chris, you go first for Hottest Moment. Uh, wait, did you have a best line from that? I episode? did. I had, oh, I had both the best line and a yes. Oh, one. shit. All right, let's hear it. Uh, best line was definitely uh, from Varys to Tyrion, but it, instead of the, the Sir Marin. Uh, Moore. yeah, whatever. Uh, it's definitely like we, like the history books are not going to remember you. Like, no, yeah, okay, yeah. you're paraphrasing. <laughs> no, but we know that, that line is really. Yeah, but we will remember. He says we like, will remember. It's very important for Varys and Tyrion's relationship moving forward. Not even that. It's just an amazing line because it's very clear. Like no one will care, but then those that know will know. And I really love that. Yeah. And then for the the yes it's like man, Vietnam veterans. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah, it's like Chris Thompson. That, that was a weird direction you went in, but all right. <laughs> yeah, like, let's go with it. Just say it. All right, your Yas Queen? Uh, my Yas Queen was uh, after Theon gives his speech and his like, right hand man knocks him out. Oh, <laughs> and, like yeah. the one guy goes, like, like, never fucking shut up. The other guy goes, it was a good speech, though. <laughs> yeah, that was that was good stuff. That's good stuff. Okay, yeah, so you got it. All right, yeah, yeah you're in. Bren, Brendan's on the ballot. He's on the ballot. Good job, man. All right, next Thank segment, you. hottest moment. Um, you go first. All right, I'll lead off. So the Stark, once the Stark guys recognize Jamie and Brienne's with them, and then like Brienne's like, okay, fine, I gotta do this, and then yeah. just like proceeds to just murder the fuck out of those three assholes. Yeah, that was my hottest moment. Very respectful. As well, my hottest moment was Stannis yelling at the Red Woman. It was a good scene. And uh, you know what? Fuck it. It was Amelia Clark yelling at Karis and the House of the Undying. I want to suck her toes. Uh, and uh, and the face, face, face sitting. Face sitting. Bring it about. Face sitting. Uh, Amelia Clark saying to Karis, hottest scene by far. The chains break. Winner all over. Toes. Face. Set. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, we made it. How far did we make it? We made it an hour. Yeah. Back on the sauce. <laughs> He's off the wagon. He fucking relapsed. Listen. Oh shit. You can't. You can't offer those kinds of scenes. Scenes and expect me to be a good boy for long. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, you so made it the review. That's I did. Cool. Hottest moment: Amelia Clark, Sandra Caris, Winter Face, Toes, Sad. <laughs> All right, Brendan. Hottest moment. Hottest moment is. Well, don't say it matter-of-factly, because it's... <laughs> uh, fuck, that threw me off my game so hard. That's all right. We can, we can keep it moving. We, 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 got, the, we, got, we got a new segment next, actually. And we're, we'll... The draft. I don't know if we'll do this too often, but we'll do similar things, just because this is kind of a one-stop one, sh one -stop shop on this one. But we're doing a pick-your-nose. Your, um, small council. Small council. So, essentially, the positions that we have right now, the fill are Hand of the King. Yes. Master Master of Risk Whispers. Yes. Master of Coin. Our Maester. Grand Maester. Lord Commander. And Lord Commander of the Kingsguard. So we're gonna do this draft style. Um, each we won't do a snake draft, we'll just do um, we'll start at the farthest left here, so Brendan, you can lead us off just for ease. Um, which which slot are we starting with? We'll we'll start with the hand. Yeah, who's your hand? We'll start with the hand. Because that's the most important one in my opinion. I'm gonna go with Tyler. Okay. Well, Tyler Lannister. He's got he's got the skills. He's got the connections. He's got the knowledge and the drive to really fucking help. He could out. pretty much run the whole house for you. Really, you he really could. Right. I just gotta watch out for him, like trying to sneak in some Lannister shit. Yeah, I'm gonna pick a brutally good. All right. Well, it's not your pick, so can't wait. All right. Um, I'm gonna go with Davos Seaworth. 
Okay. Um, very good moral compass. He's been he started from the bottom and now he's up top. Uh, so he has a lot of different perspectives that most lords and lordlings wouldn't have. So yeah, Davos. And I will go with Tyrion Lannister. Okay. Is uh, is when he was handed the king, literally kept the kingdom together, uh, saved in Joffrey a time of himself, turmoil. In a time of turmoil, yeah. and also I would like to think that I would be a better king than Joffrey, so that me and him would have a very good working relationship. And Tyrion's not a yes man; he won't bullshit you, and he also won't really double cross you if you're an honest and true person. Mm-hmm. So I think me and him would have a good relationship. And if I do something stupid, you call me on it. I appreciate it. But that. see, but you said if you're an honest and true person, and you just admitted to lying about your captainhood. Like, that's oh, different. Yeah. That's different. Honestly, okay. <laughs> that's just that's just trying to get laid. Am I am I Listen, am I honest and true about destroying villages, or am I honest and true like oh? I was a but if I'm a king, I'm not worried about that. Yeah, true. There you go, bro. You don't have to lie about your kingdom. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I just wanted because I have to break you down again because I have to re-intervene because nah, you too just late. Relapsed. Too late. Googling toes. <laughs> <laughs> Googling Amelia Clark's toes. Um, so I think I think it's safe to say that those were probably the top three handpicks. Yeah, I was actually going to yeah. take. I was going to go out on a limb, but you two didn't, so I had to stay tight. Okay. And then uh, next position here is Master of Whispers. Master, Master of Whispers. Brandon, um, your pick. Or I pick yeah, Snake. Start, yeah. I'm going to go with a man who, if he wants to get the intel, he will. Ramsey Bolton. He's going to be my Master of Whispers. Oof. Yeah. Damn. You don't want him sneaking around, sneaking in people's houses. You're going to have a lot of lives on your hands. A lot of bodies to count. Well, let him hit the floor. Because if I want to hear something, <laughs> Ramsey's going to give me that intel. And it's, listen, okay. if, I need a, if I need a man to get in the wormhole, to get in the, to get in the mud holes, I should say, that mud gate, and find out intel, Ramsey's going to get me the intel. All right? All right? Okay. He, had tear, he had fucking Theon admitting to shit he didn't do. Okay. That's, that's intel. That's helpful. That's intel. So I had... Everyone I, in the kingdom's going to be named fucking Reek when I'm done. <laughs> 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 so, oh that's great. Great line. Best line right there. Best line, yes, Um So I, I was going to pick Varys, but I feel like that's a very uh, obvious and boring answer because he is currently Master of Whispers. Yeah. So I'm going to go with Melisandre. Ooh, um, and she can look in fires and see see shit that hasn't even happened yet. See, that's a risky. That's, but we both took some risky picks, but I yeah. like it. You'll have lives on your line too. But it's okay. That's okay. a very risky one coming up. Let's hear it. All right, let's hear it. Uh, Jack and Hagar. Oh, I like it. Yeah, change those faces. Yeah, he can literally get all the intel and not have to make people reek. The problem is he oh. might kill me and take my face. That's the true thing. That is, true. and also Jack and Hagar, I think, doesn't feel any loyalty to anyone yeah. except yes. God. But, but, but. One could if argue that Melisandre and Ramsey don't feel loyalty either, so that's fine. True, but I think he would. I think he would appreciate the position I'm giving him to carry out the yeah. faceless men's work yeah. because he could literally go fucking anywhere with that on the on the crown's dime. Yeah, and yeah. Get, all you gotta do is feed me some intel. So far, I think all all two both rounds so far are very even for all three of us, yes. which is amazing. So now, yeah. Brennan, you're no, pick no, I'll leave. I'll leave this round for out. coin. Okay, yeah, okay. and then we'll go. Okay. So my master of coin would be, and I would pick Littlefinger, but again, too obvious, Mace Tyrell. Oh yes, um, because he's rich as fuck. Yes. So that's yeah. Yeah, and it's my pick. Yeah, yeah. Mine, right. ironically, is Lady Olena. Shit, dude, she was next on my board. If one of you guys took Mace, sorry. <laughs> Same reasons. Lady Olena. She she's. Although she actually is smarter than May, so I probably should have took her. Yeah, it's a bad pick by you. I got the I got the real gem. Well, the thing is though, in in the Seven Kingdoms, though, like May Tyrell probably has more of a say to where that money goes than Elena does, just because she she literally slaps him with his own dick like eight times. 
She's like, there's my fuckbot son. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, hey, I'm over here. Hey. Yeah, I've read in your pick for a coin. God, he's still my fucking pick. Just like, you know, uh, I don't know. I think I'm going to draw a wild card here and, and go with maybe Marjorie. Okay. All right. She, she has, like, kind of the same upbringing as Lady Elena. And she definitely is very clever. She's shrewd. She's very shrewd and knows mm-hmm. how to get some shit done. So I think... That would be a solid choice. A little, little like unrepresented, but all right. right. The Tyrell family heading up the coins. It did be like that. Um, so your for your pick again for let's see, Maester, Maester, Maester Grand Maester, Maester. I kind of want to fuck somebody up here. Do it, <laughs> do it. Uh, oh, like, did you look at my board? <laughs> fuck, this fucker, this fucker looked at my draft board. Who are you taking? Uh, no, I'm not gonna. I, don't, I didn't look. I actually okay. have no idea. Okay. So now I'm, ner- I'm nervous. I'm gonna hit it or not. Well, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with uh, Samuel Tucker. Okay. All right. It's a good pick. That's a great Chris. pick. That's that that was on my board, but that's okay. Obviously, that's an obvious pick. Um, I'm gonna go Mister Amon. Mister Amon's a good pick because yeah, he's an OG. Like, he's an OG. Yeah. This one was tough for me. Uh, I didn't know which way to go. I really want to go for Corbin. I want to go for Really? Yeah. I like his witchcraft and wizardry. Uh, what's his name? The bad oh, guy. Kyber. Kyber. Yeah. Kyber. That's a Kyber. Yeah. That was Corbin. My mistake. No. I like him. I like the way he does his business. So I'm going to go with Kyber. You have a very shady council so far. I mean, like, I've got Okay. Have you ever like... seen any government ever? It's <laughs> <laughs> a good point. All right. It's a good point. That's a great point about titties. All right, so uh, you lead off. That's a good point about you. You lead off with the Lord Commander of the King's Guard. Uh, I'm going to go with Jorah Mormont. Okay, he was on my list. Jorah Mormont. He's I think he's he's loyal. I think because uh, my queen, of course, will be Daenerys, so he will do whatever he's told. Oh, that's it. My queen draft pick, Daenerys. I'm gonna write that down. Well, that's not on the small guy. Daenerys. <laughs> Targaryen. <laughs> Chris, go ahead. <laughs> um. So, uh, let me define the range that we're covering here. Can we cover at any point in time? Yeah. It, it, as long as they're on screen in the, in the Game of Thrones Yeah, show? you're like Night King. Okay, so I'm going to go Arthur Dane. Arthur Dane. Arthur Dane. Yeah, because, okay. I mean, he's a fucking... Ooh. I mean, he just slices and dices, you know? Can I change mine real quick? Yeah, From fuck George? it. Who's, who's I'm going to go with guy? Benjen Stark. Oh. I like ah, Benjen. okay. I like yeah. Benjen. All right. Benjen's a good, Benjen's a good one. All right. And, uh... My, mine's a little boring, but just because of no such thing. how good he did the job, I want to go with Braun. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not bored yeah. about it. I think he's great. Yeah. He took care of the thieves. Yeah, it's like, yeah, like and, and, a notable and, markdown of thievery. We're rounding up all the thieves. And also, he'd be great just to have sitting at that table. Just Can you imagine, like, Braun, Tyrion Lannister, or Tywin Lannister, Marjorie? <laughs> oh my gosh. Sam Tully just all sitting around trying to argue shit out. Okay, <laughs> but can you imagine Tyrion, Ramsey, Lady Olena, Kyburn, and Benjen? That's a crew right there. And then me plowing and Neely. I mean, Daenerys. Oh, God. The, the wall. It's not there anymore. I blew that shit down with my eyes straight. The wall. There's no wall. Oh, I know there's not anymore. It's a glass ceiling. I like that. That was a great That was a great, good one. Great draft. That was yeah. a lot of fun. We'll do that again down the road. It's hard one. to do that one too much. Yeah. But we'll do it again down the road. That's yeah. a good one. Um, and maybe we'll do like a different like council or some different group that we'll pick. And now we'll it's time it for our new favorite segment. You blew, you blew it. it. You blew it. Chris, why don't you start with your blowing it? Okay. Or do you want me to start with blowing it? I'll, I'll start. I'll start. You with blow it blowing. first. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so my you blew it was when Stannis almost chokes out Mel. Oh no! Because like if he would have just finished doing that, then like he would have been he would have probably been a lot better off than how he ended up. So Stannis Baratheon. <laughs> 
You blew it. Love it. Love it. Love it. That's a great you blew it right there. I love when Stannis blows it. Uh, last time he blew it, Renly died. The, 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 wall, <laughs> the wall is just so far down now. It's just Remember down. when Stannis blew it and Renly died because he blew? Yeah. Uh, so my you blew it this week, and he's not in this episode, but he is from deep three-point range, and he's fucking with Theon from deep three-point range because he's blowing that horn. Oh, so yeah. he's literally blowing it, yeah. and the reason he's blowing it is because Theon blew it. So it's Ramsay and Theon. Uh, but it's mostly Theon, because Theon's the one who really blew it, and Ramsey's blowing it to fuck with Theon for Literally blowing blood. it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Theon Greyjoy. You blew it. Fucking blew it. <laughs> do you have any blow blowings? I do have one. I'm going to go with, uh, the Warlocks. Uh, oh, it's true. Pilot, they literally, Green. they had a yeah. slam dunk at the rim and they missed. Yeah. <laughs> they, they let those fucking dragons near Daenerys, and then they ended up dying because of it. So, Pi-Apri? You blew it. You blew, you blew it. it. <laughs> you blew it. Love that segment. Love it. It's we're a great gonna, segment. We're going to get that on ESPN even though Game of Thrones has nothing to do with ESPN. <laughs> no, ESPN, ESPN will do it. They'll yeah, do they're it. just going to be it. like, you, you blew it. You Hashtag Thrones PM. Yeah, it'll be like um, the not top 10, essentially. Yeah. Only you blew it. Um, oh, let's get George a date. Let's get George a freaking date. Ah, shit. You lit us off this time. My date for George, uh, and this is embarrassing, I wrote this in the next day googled it to fact check and realized I was fucking wrong. So I wrote since she's newly single, uh, former first lady Barbara Bush. Turns out she died earlier this year. Oh, man. So, oh, wow. So, wow. So, so then I wrote maybe the, maybe the red woman can help oh, and then man. George can catch Barbara on the rebound. Dude, this is, this is, while the Army Navy game's on, I mean, this guy, oh, shit. It's a wall. Where's the wall? Oh, dude, yeah, that, yeah. that wall's gone, dude. Listen, Barbara Bush wasn't in either. Who cares? Oh, all right, yeah. so. Um, she wasn't in either. I actually, I got a couple here. Okay, so my first one is this, this uh, Instagram model or whatever called Summer Bunny. Um, she is the one who apparently had an affair with, I don't know, Offset or whichever one is dating Cardi B. And then it's it, it married. That's and then end up, they ended up like uh, separating or whatever because this Summer Bunny chick hooked up with um, I with hate Offset. it when Summer Bunnies are just hooking up with everybody. So, I mean, I don't know. I think, um, you know. I have zero George, idea about 90% of the people you just met. Hey, that's fine. George, George could use a big booty hoe in his life. So. Summer Bunny? Um, and then my second one is Carissa Thompson, um, oh, yeah. Fox Sports anchor. She's having a rough week. She's having a great weekend. Her stock went up. Her celebrity stock went up. Total a lot smoke in my book. Um So uh, she had a, 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 a tape of her masturbating get leaked. Um, and it turns out she was like doing it in her office while there's like filming going on right outside. And it's and pretty she's dirty because like, she's like working the camera and uh, like yeah. talking. Uh, and she's like, I, I gotta be quiet because they're filming. Like, yeah, yeah, it was it was pretty. It was a good tape. She references the air moisture, the dew point, yeah, a couple times. Yeah, it's a good good tape. The dew point. <laughs> um, Brendan, don't feel bad if you don't have one, but do you have a George date? Uh, no, I don't have a George date. Sorry, it's better than forcing it. That's all right. Yeah. And then uh, next segment, unnecessary titties, of course. Um, Sheedy, I'll off. go first. I think the unnecessary titties are this is when the red woman shows Stannis his victory in the flames because it's like, what the fuck was he looking at? <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Like, what what, what did they end up? Because it's like it was probably Mel's sex tape. It was probably something, and he's like, ooh, victory, and then it's like, oh, you'll switch a room, man, because it's like, like what the fuck it's did he bad. see? What did he see? <laughs> like. Cause it's like uh, he, he, he probably he probably saw like um, 
What was, what was the uh, prime minister of Great Britain's name, the, the Darkest Hour guy, Winston Churchill? Oh, yeah. Probably, probably saw him doing the B for Victory. But and he thought it was out, him. And he was turns like, oh, out it's, it's actually like B for Mel's Vagina. Yeah. Santa <laughs> saw his victory. In the, spoiler alert, I don't know what he saw, but it might not have been his victory. <laughs> and it's just the, 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 oh, God, the fire god just putting out bad no Photoshop in there. Yeah, yeah. he's just like, Oh Lord, fucking stuff up. Uh, my unnecessary titties was when those three women were hanged. Yeah, um, there was literally a titty. Just one out. titty. Yeah. But it, yeah, what? it was bad. It was bad. It was unnecessary. I didn't deserve it. It was literally unnecessary and titty. Yeah. So it fits the category it's to a T. That's true. That's true. Um, uh, I didn't need to see Tyrion Scar. Okay. okay. It's kind of unnecessary. You could have bandaged and then reveal it season three. Okay, that's fair. That's yeah. Okay. yeah. Interesting. All right. Your uh, favorite segment. Trial by everybody's. Trial by combat. Uh, <laughs> this week, in honor of the Avengers movie uh, trailer, I actually have a superhero movie that I've been writing for a very long time. Uh, no, this is true. I have been writing the script for this. I'm, I think Brennan's nodding because he probably already knows. I've talked to him about this ad nauseum. Uh, it's a comedy. It's, a, it's, a, it's kind of a, along the lines of Deadpool, but I've had this idea for way longer than Deadpool, but it's completely separate of that whole... Completely. Yeah, it's nothing to do with it. Uh, but it's a movie, kind of along, kind of more lambast superhero movies, uh, and it's about a, because everything's super soldiers now, it's about a pair of aviator sunglasses that were tested on during the nuclear boom of the 50s and 60s, uh, and they were filled with just radiation and uh, endless computer data were pumped into these aviators, giving whoever knew the code of these glasses endless power. Uh, and the key was they were used during Vietnam, but a Vietnam soldier was captured, right? And uh, he lost them. But this fucking waste case who lives in the States finds them, like, like some thrift shop, and he gets them. And he says the secret code, uh, activating the aviator sunglasses and giving him the power whenever he wears them. Okay. So he can, like, see through shit. He can fly. He's got superpowers. He, and, like, if he asks for something, the aviators will scroll in, like, the glass and, like, show him the answer. Okay. Like and Google glasses. Yeah. Like Google glasses. But, but, they they, but he can fly. Yeah. Yeah. And, like... <laughs> Uh, and, like, there's all these cool scenes whenever he comes in to, like, fight a bad guy. He, like, blasts music out of them, but it, like, connects to all the music players in the area. So just, like, pumping a rock song as he, like, flies in. Uh, and it's called Aviators. And, um... Creative title. Yeah. Yeah, creative <laughs> title. Thank you. Uh, and I actually have written half the script, and I have had an idea for this for a long time. Okay. It's very comedic. The ending is great. The ending's fantastic. I'm not going to reveal it. So what happens? So, like, does he have, like, a pair? Like, what do you call those things? Like, cronies or whatever? No, no. They just fit him really good. They just fit. They're just a good pair of aviators. If you're flying, those things are going to come off. No, it works. We got some tape. It'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, you could literally say that about anything in a superhero movie, but it's, you know, it works. Well, fuck it. It's a fun movie. We got the budget. It's a working title, but sounds sounds like we can get that going. Maybe we can have a crossover with Smoker and the Joker and the Aviators. That'd be great. I would love to do like a, a Deadpool versus Aviators where they don't trust each other and they have to fight, kind of like Batman versus Superman, where they're both good guys but they don't trust each other. Okay. Right. That'd be right, fun. Right. It'd be a lot but, of fun. But minus Ben Affleck. Yeah, just Deadpool. Yeah. No yeah. Ben Affleck. I don't want his fat no, ass we're not trying to squeeze. Recast Deadpool. Trust yeah. me. No, we're not hey, you know what would make Deadpool better? Ben Affleck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, damn it. Ben it's Affleck is sad. Schneider is. Damn Affleck as Deadpool. <laughs> yeah, that would be fantastic. So that one's going to get off the ground for sure. <laughs> 100% get off the ground. All right. Well, um, guys, great episode. that was season two. Um, we had, we do have a big announcement coming next Monday because as most of you are aware, if you've been paying attention to us, Game of Thrones is starting in April 2019. 
which puts us in a little bit of a time crunch, uh, being able to get these episodes out to you guys. So we're going to announce the new format um, with the season three, episode one, episode next Monday. That's right. And we're also going to litigate with the U.S. government to try to change how calendars work. Yes. So whichever one happens first, we will let you know Monday. <laughs> they, they put me in charge of that. Bureaucracy moves quickly. Bureaucracy moves quickly. So, uh, as always, keep sharing, keep reviewing. At Chris Can't Swims, at John underscore underscore Sheedy. Thank you guys uh, very much for listening. And Amelia, hit me up. I'm back on your train. Get your toeless sandals ready.